Tamworth Country Music 50 50 50 special episodes over 50 weeks leading up to the 50th Tamworth Country Music Festival and Golden Guitar Awards in January 2022 Looking back at how it all began What makes Tamworth Country Music tick? And looking forward to the next 50 years Welcome to episode 28. In a recent episode we looked in some depth at the importance of registered clubs in Tamworth and especially during the January Country Music Festival. In this episode we're talking again with country music historian Max Ellis about the local pub scene which has played a major role in the success of the city and the festival over the years. Well as you say they certainly had a big influence. Pubs and clubs of course became the major entertainment venues scattered around the town. Virtually everyone who came to Tamworth would pop into a pub or a club and hear some live music. Many of them formed associations with various artists over the years. Of course, quite a number of the pubs actually featured in some of those musicians' songs. For example, uh, Slim Dusty sang a song about Maguire's Hotel, written in fact by Stan Costa. That was just one of many songs written about pubs and clubs in Tamworth. But pub-wise, the Long Yard, of course, has had a number of songs written about it. So Max, country music and pubs didn't just come together for the festival. The history goes back a bit before that. In 1953, for example, uh, Buddy Bishop and his mate uh, Jeff and Ivan Grills were playing an occasional country music show at the Nemingar pub on the outskirts of Tamworth. And, of course, in 1964, Joe Maguire, who at that stage owned the Maguire's Hotel, asked Jeff Brown if he'd like a regular spot at his hotel on Friday and Saturday nights. So Jeff had Tamworth's first country music band with his friend Arthur Mullins on guitar, And so he performed regularly at Joe's Pub and through the years the band members changed, of course, as they do, and Michael Cook became a a singer and guitarist who was... Michael was a very well-known artist of of the day, a Hadley recording artist, and Margaret Carmichael, who was also well-known at the time. Jeff performed for a lengthy period at Joe's with the nights becoming real hotspots for the country music artists who came to town. And Jeff, of course, went on to become one of Tamworth's most popular and respected country music artists and recorded and became one of the real pioneers of, of the whole country music capital movement. One of the other very active pubs a bit later on was, of course, the Locomotive Hotel, And that was a venue soon to gain a special reputation, Max. Bikies were very common in Tamworth in the early 80s. Something like 300 of them had come to Tamworth in a big convoy. And of course, the police were very sensitive about bikies. And as organisers, so were we. Originally, they based themselves around the central hotel in the middle of the town but gradually they tended to move over to the Locomotive Hotel, 
where the owner, Fred Thompson, really went out of his way to cater for them. They even had a guest appearance by Dolly Parton at one stage. It wasn't a real Dolly Parton, of course, but I don't think any of them really realised that until afterwards. They had some incredible records set. A record day in the early 80s, Fred sold 98 18-gallon, that's 82-litre kegs. Another time he sold 180 kegs over a week and both were records for pubs selling to his beer. So it was an amazing amount of grog that went out in those days. By the mid-80s, the scene had changed a little bit and some of the focus had moved off to another hotel in Tamworth, the Long Yard Hotel, which was built originally by John Smythe and a company called Centre Pack, uh, which had been formed to promote country music in Tamworth. They built this beautiful old-style Long Yard Hotel, Long Yard, after the song by Kelly Dixon, Leave Him in the Long Yard, which Slim made famous, of course. And on the 17th of March, 1987, Ted Egan officially opened the Long Yard Hotel. And over the next few years, under the leadership of Don and June Smythe, the Long Yard really became a central focal point for country music during that fe- those festival years. Around it grew up various other country music attractions, such as the Wax Museum, and uh, later on also, of course, the Big Golden Guitar was established there and opened in 1988 by Slim Dusty, and it's still an iconic part of Tamworth. But the pub was very active over those years in the 80s in particular, Like most pubs, I tended to have repeat performances from artists who worked well. So the Bushwhackers were uh, always featured and still do work at the Long Yard all these years afterwards. Many, many people remember the Chardonnay shows on the day after the awards uh, at the Long Yard. So that that became a very central point in the whole of the festival, the Long Yard Hotel. There are many other uh, hotels that have a, a history of country music. In fact, I think it would be much easier nominating the pubs that didn't have anything to do with country music because pretty quickly publicans realised this was their ticket in January to making lots of money. And so pubs like the Tudor and the Central in the, in the middle of town had entertainment all the time through the festival Ones like the Imperial and the the Tamworth Hotel uh, also became very, very active at various times, uh, depending on the publican, depending on what they felt was the best sort of entertainment. The Imperial, or the Impey as it was known, became a very, very popular uh, pub for younger fans and featured much more uh, upbeat music than some of the more traditional ones. There's, of course, the Albert and the City Tavern further down Peel Street, the Southgate pub over in um, Southgate in the south of Tamworth. 
the family hotel up on Bridge Street and the post office hotel in Peel Street. But all of those pubs at various times sponsored and provided entertainment of all types at all times. And so a pub crawl in Tamworth really could become quite a lengthy experience if you wanted to see a bit of everything. You mentioned the Imperial that catered for younger groups, but there was one, the Oasis Hotel, that focused more on an older demographic. Yes, the Oasis was much more focused on traditional music. It became very, very popular with traditional fans. And I think virtually all of the fans, all of the uh, pubs had their own clientele that knew what sort of music they were going to hear at those pubs and they flocked there in their thousands over the years. Thank you again, Max. Well, as this episode was being produced, New South Wales was intensifying COVID-19 lockdown restrictions in attempts to bring the latest Delta strain outbreak under control. So it was with many open arms and minds, an announcement by State Deputy Premier John Barillaro was greeted. To tell us more, here is the Country Music Bulletin's Leanne Kirshner. A report in Tamworth's Northern Daily Leader said locals should be preparing for a festival with much gusto, according to Mayor Cole Murray. Country music now appeared certain to be playing throughout the streets of Tamworth in January. There had been concern over the viability of the 2022 festival, given it attracts thousands of people from all over the country. But officials are now showing great optimism. That attitude was added to earlier in the week, after Deputy Premier John Barillaro said large-scale events were on track to go ahead in January. I'd absolutely be planning for it. I see no issue by then because we would have vaccination rates in excess of 80% and we'll be learning to live with COVID, he said. In saying that, there may be levels of restrictions in place for a long time. That could be caps on venues, The one-purse, four-square-metre rule could apply and that will become clearer in October and November. But the reality is, you should be planning for events in January, Mr Barillaro said. The comments have come as music to the ears of organisers who admitted they have been very much stuck in a watch-and-wait pattern in recent months. Tamworth Regional Council Manager of Country Music, Barry Harley, said it was good to know that they could move forward with confidence. With 2022 the event's 50th year, he said crowds should be expecting a festival that would live long in the memory. It should be a spectacular celebration. Some of the planned events we had leading up to the festival we've had to abandon because of the COVID shutdowns, Barry said. We'd had promotional tours planned all throughout the eastern states that have now had to be nullified somewhat. There's confidence from the artist, confidence from the festival, and all of those major artists are booked in again for what will be a sensational event. The prospect of being one of the first major festivals to take place in Australia post-lockdowns is very enticing and could help provide a huge boost to the local economy, Barry said. One man that will be hoping to see that happen is Tamworth Regional Council Mayor Cole Murray. While Councillor Murray will be retired by then, he said it would make him happy to see the city buzzing and full of tourists again. 
even though that seems like a world away currently as the region grinds through lockdown. Our staff and the whole city, I think, is planning for a pretty exciting 50th birthday celebration for our festival, Councillor Murray said. And I am definitely heartened by the Deputy Premier's comments. I think he's right on the money. West Entertainment Group Chief Executive Rod Lang was also very happy with Mr Barillaro's statement. He said it had been an extremely tough time for the hospitality and tourism industry and even with light restrictions, it would be wonderful to see the city largely opened up for its flagship event. Thank you, Leanne. Speaking earlier about pubs in Tamworth and the name Jeff Brown came up. As was mentioned, Jeff was one of the pioneers of country music capital, well known as a popular singer, songwriter, recording artist and leader of the then famous Jeff Brown Show Band. So it's fitting we conclude this episode of Tamworth Country Music 5050 with Jeff singing one of his own compositions, A Lot of Little Things. You lit a fire in my old heart that kept my love light burning Now the whole town knows you're packing up to go never more to be returning Rumours fly but you deny you've found somebody who You desire more than I have another heartache in view Oh, but I knew a little bit about a lot of little things when I first met you Now I know a lot about a lot of little things that you taught me, that's true But a little bird told me yesterday your love for me was true Now I know a little more about a lot of little things you'd never dream I knew Filled with laughter now and a laugh at the tears I cried Oh, you were the one who vowed your love was mine and mine alone The little bird that told me of your plans I find has also flown Oh, but I knew a little bit about a lot of little things when I first met you Now I know a lot about a lot of little things that you taught me that's true But a little bird told me yesterday your love for me was true Now I know a little more about a lot of little things you'd never dream I knew Burn for you just slowly died away Since kindling used to stir the flames Got less and less each day Neglect by you has led me to A point of no return The little bird that flew away with you Has sure got a lot to learn Oh, but I knew a little bit about A lot of little things when I first met you Now I know a lot about a lot of little things That you taught me, that's true But a little bird told me yesterday Your love for me was true Tamworth Country Music 5050 is produced by the Country Music Bulletin and supported by Tamworth Regional Council. More information about Country Music in Australia and contact detail can be found by visiting countrymusicbulletin.com.au.